0: So it's almost like and it's a shame you know I worked hard to get my credentials but it's almost like like when I hear somebody that's about to speak and they and they're they're a registered dietitian the chances are that they have that old school convoluted protocol and it it's shameful to me because I don't you know, I almost don't want to tell people that I'm a registered dietitian anymore because I know that 95% of them are bullshit. They're all, they're, they don't get it and they don't want to because in their world, they can have sugar. Sugar is healthy. It's not. But, you know, everything in moderation. <laughs>
1: And that's 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 the main campaign statement for eat right right everything in moderation exactly exactly, you know. yeah, so the way I see it, it's like the my plate is just a rebranding of the food permit yes there, I think the food is getting a lot of plaque these days from a lot of right you know, from source, uh, different sources so they they probably tried to rebrand it into my plates so exactly, but that.
0: it's 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 all the same. Yeah it's all the same you're they'll tell you that that your your diet should be predominantly carbohydrates not low carb high carb you know and and you'd be surprised how many even young people still think that fat is bad my god oh, that probably is a, it's,
1: yeah
0: i mean that that started to fade back in the 90s before they were even born. But yet, you know, the word fat means fat.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's much easier to, to, yeah. to you know, make that statement that fat makes you fat because essentially they're the same words.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, but <laughs> it's, it's just, oh my God. And in any... Registered dietitian that tries to, well, not any of them. Some of them are motivated like me, and you know there are good ones out there. I'm not saying that we all suck, but they're not scientists. Okay, there's great ones out there. I, I have to say, um, there's this registered dietitian named Lily Nichols, and she is an expert on um, low carb pregnancy. For pregnant women there's a Diane Rogers she's a registered dietitian she made that documentary the sacred cow are you familiar with that she's brilliant there there are registered dietitians out there that that get it but man you can if if I had their, if I sat down and wrote down all their names I wouldn't be able to fill up all ten of my fingers but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of registered dietitians that just toe the line with the old school Ansel Keys food pyramid protocol. And it's not reversing anybody's disease. None
1: of it, you know, it's the same spectrum with other health professionals, like as physicians, doctors, probably the same thing because, well, let's say, uh, I cannot blame them. We cannot blame them because that's what we're taught in exactly school, in the curriculum. I get it's it. It's a matter of, as you said, it's a matter of unlearning and rethinking
0: all of yes. this ourselves.
1: Yes. Yeah, given all the data out there and the facts that we have to sort out.
0: Yes. Be hungry for
1: data. Seek it. Yeah. yeah. So, you being a dietitian, nutritionist, it makes me wonder especially now that you're openly advocating for what is for the meantime, not considered the mainstream low carbohydrate. Just for me, low carbohydrate nutrition is coming from the grassroots. It's like like me, I'm doing this as an advocacy. I'm coming from the grassroots together with many other, as of now, I have known a couple of, uh, not very many, but a couple of people in the medical profession also, as well as other advocates. Uh, also in social media that are doing our best to come out in the open and spread this message. So as a uh, nutritionist dietitian yourself, have you ever encountered fierce opposition, whether explicit or implicit, whichever the case may be, from your fellow nutritionists and dietitians, uh, not just there in the U.S., perhaps, but around the world, perhaps even doctors and other healthcare professionals who are coming up, uh, who are going against your statements.
0: Oh yeah, constantly Const- they, they they- aware. Yeah. Well, the um, there's been some uh, controversy in the nutrition news lately for registered dietitians uh, being paid by uh, the food industry, and and there was a big, I want to say a New Yorker article or. Maybe it was New York Times. It was New York something Post, perhaps. But anyway, it was a big deal. And there's a, um, on on social media, both I want to say on Instagram and on Facebook, they call themselves Build Up Dietitians, and it's just it's it's like it's like a page for dietitians, and the admins that post in that group. They search the internet for stuff that they think is bad, and they they find my stuff, and they put it in their little group, and they and all the dogmatic um, dietitians just sit there and talk about oh they're not getting any energy to their brain and you know whatever you know it it, it depends on on what the topic is but every once in a while they'll take one of my My uh, graphics that I've made and that I've spread, you know, like when I post something, you know, it it gets shared 200 times. I'm not talking about 200 likes. I'm talking about it's shared 200 times. So it gets to them and and I just I I don't even respond. I just look and laugh, you know, because why am I going to spend my time arguing with these people when I can back up my arguments with studies that are peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, and they can't back their argument up with anything other than the 1990s brand textbooks that they learned in college. And they, they've... they got their own opinions, but they can't really back them up. I mean, there's doctors out there that are vegans and whatever, but they're just talking. They don't, you you know, every once in a while you hear somebody say, oh, well, I reversed my diabetes with a vegan diet. And I'm like, okay, that sounds just biologically impossible to me. Because I understand the biology behind, uh, behind what we do with our low carb treatments. How is it possible that the exact opposite will also work? That doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so you don't have insulin and it doesn't work the way mine does? Is that what you're saying? Because, you know, it's just, I. If I argued with everyone who opposed my position on things, it would consume my day. And, and years and years ago, I used to try to argue. But now, I have so many people coming in. That if, if they are there to learn, I will, I will teach them. But if they're just to, there to call me stupid and argue with me, I delete them so fast and make their head spin and I will never see that face again in my social media world. You know what I mean? Because you can tell when somebody wants to learn as opposed to when somebody just wants to argue and cause trouble and try to make you feel stupid or whatever. You know, it's too easy to just move on because, you know, like I said, I'm the sole admin of Several big platforms. I don't have time to argue with vegans. It, I'm not going to change their mind because they. You think you? I was teasing you that I sound like a preacher. They do that too, you know. And when you when you can tell that they are already just so far sold on that vegan idea, there's no point in arguing with them because. They they've got their antiquated rebuttals to anything that I'm going to say, and it would just consume my whole day. I would rather just ignore them than try to tackle that. I'm I'm there to, to educate people, not to argue with people. There's a difference. You're you're saying
1: that your 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 statements, your arguments are backed up with peer-reviewed journals and research the, the main problem uh, the, the way i see it which applies also to my own experience is the fact that this journal articles and peer-reviewed studies usually do not come up in our conferences right <laughs> in, your, in your case did the, the conferences for dietitians and nutritionists probably because in in my case, I'm a physician. In our, I'm a neurologist. Uh, in my association, the neurology association, and even the association of internal in, internal medicine specialists, these studies that, that that we are aware of, like for example, the studies made by uh, Eric Westman, Doctor Eric Westman, for example, yes. Doctor uh, Doctor Lustig, Doctor uh, Richard Feynman. Love, there, there's love a whole my lot hero. of them. Yeah. The problem is when I talk about these studies with my fellow, with my fellow doctors, fellow internists, fellow neurologists. Most of them, I probably I can only count a handful who have heard of these studies. Because, admittedly, we have to accept it as a fact that in our conferences, which uh, usually are industry sponsored, right, they do not come out right, because no one would sponsor them, right, right. Right. Well, so probably it's our it's our mission, it's our like part of our advocacy to help people, even other medical practitioners and other dietitians out there, to be more aware of these studies out of self learning and not just depend on the 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 studies that are presented in the platforms and the lectures in the conferences that we attend, because if they are industry sponsored, then probably they will mostly be
0: biased yes yes exactly exactly you you're going through the you go through the same things i do um you know we just had ours they call it fancy and i can't remember what the it's it's an acronym fn fnce that's what they call their annual get together of dietitians and it was in denver this year and uh, <clears throat> come Uh, I'd say come about June or July we start getting emails and you know to to register and to make hotel reservations and all that and um, if you pay you can register to see it without going you know you can see the presentations or whatever and I've been to one of those I, I guess maybe three years ago and this, it, well, this year, last year, the year before, I wasn't even interested because it just angers me. It just upsets me to see, you know, to walk down, you know, like when you're in an expo hall and you, you see the the protein bars that are really chocolate candy bars, you know, and, and then just making claims about, you know, food. Sensitivity tests, and you know, I just—I was not gonna. It, you know, if they want me to learn their crap, then don't ask me to pay for it because I know that it's just—it's just a waste of time, and nothing good's gonna come out of it. It's just gonna frustrate me, so I don't even go. When I see an email from them that talks about the expo, click really, I, know it's just, and there's a lot of people that feel the same way, I mean, even in my class, I'd say, and it's sad to say, in, in my class at Kaiser University, maybe two of the people in my graduating class had a similar attitude to me, and all the rest were just anxious to get their diploma and go and toe the line do the usual protocols you know and it's just sad because unbeknownst to them and I don't think they do it on purpose it's just it's what they believe so that's what they teach and sometimes most of the time it's harmful and that makes me sad it makes me wonder,
1: this thing you're doing with the Unlearn Rethink uh, platform, it, it does take a lot of time and effort, right? So, in 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 your case, what 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 drives you? What motivates you to to openly advocate about these things, especially low carbohydrate nutrition, in public with your Unlearn Rethink platform? What what's your motivation?
0: Just to get to get the word out and just to I mean, it really like I've, I've never thought of having a motto, but, you know, do your own research. And and because just because you were told, you know, like if you ever heard somebody, you know, like, well, they say that you're supposed to do this and they say that you're supposed to do that. Well, who's they? Learn who they is because sometimes they is wrong Be- you 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 need to i I just want people to realize that there there is more to than just you know searching the internet and stopping on the first article that is in a language that you under you know that you feel comfortable with and you know just because it's got the best search engine optimization, that doesn't make it true. You need to investigate. You need to be thorough and rigorous with your investigations. When it comes to your health, it's more important than your health, you know, or your mom's health or your child's health. There's nothing more important than that. And I just I just want to just help make people aware that, you know, that there's nothing wrong with looking into things. Just because that person, that general practitioner is a doctor, doesn't mean that they're right about everything, you know. And it's nothing against the doctors, but, you know, they're still, well, you need to eat less and exercise more and don't eat fatty foods and okay well right there it's true all that they said but that's not helpful you know you know like when you tell someone to eat less and 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 exercise more that's just like a drowning person saying you know you know swim more and drown less You know, it's not helpful information. You know, I I like to provide just little shareable nuggets that, you know, sometimes like, like, let's just say, let's just say the graphic is about fasting. And you were talking to your husband about fasting the other day. He might be interested in this. I'll share it with him. But then you might see my next post and it's about, you know. Um. Uh, uh, what like PC, uh, PCOS, which I'm not interested in that, so I don't care that. But I like to just hit all the topics on like a regular basis that apply to different people at different times, so that they'll want to share it. And whenever I can, I like to back it up with with a study or an article or an idea. And just broaden people's horizons because so many people get stuck in the, well, my doctor said this, so that's the way it is. And that's not always, you know, sometimes they're right, but sometimes they're wrong. You want to know for sure. You want to feel comfortable with that treatment or protocol or what have you. I don't know if I'm making any sense.
1: Yes, you are. (laughs) for for those who listen right right i just yeah, but but, but I, as i <laughs> said earlier some people do have bias so like let's say the adventists perhaps because of religion uh, they do have certain bias uh, a few i think a week or two ago i was talking to gary fetke and um, i don't know if you are aware that uh, gary and his wife Belinda have did their best to do some investigative work. It's like investigative oh, I journalism yeah. towards the the oh, yeah. the background of all this propaganda, and it, they figured out that a lot of this, for example, vegetarian propaganda, is not actually science based, but is right. like related to medical evangelism. And to to cut to the chase, as Gary told me, it's mostly with the Seventh Day Adventists, especially yeah. in terms of of the teachings of their prophetess Ellen G. White, and yeah. have you heard of Lena Lena Cooper? Yes, I was asking you about Lena Cooper before because Lena Lena Cooper was one of the co-founders of the American Dietetic Association in the early 1900s, and she was the I think she was the chief dietitian of the uh, Battle Creek Sanitarium. Have you heard of the Battle Creek Sanitarium yes. in Michigan? Yep. Yeah, which was a an institution of the Seventh day Adventist Church and in the early nineteen hundreds it was one of the more famous medical institutions that celebrities go to even right. uh, past presidents and and that was where uh Dr. Jan Harvey Kellogg, heard of him? Yes, Jan, oh Dr. yeah. Jan Harvey Kellogg was the medical superintendent and and it was Lena Cooper who he who was associated with Dr. Kellogg. and as I told you earlier Lena Cooper was the chief dietitian of that institution and she yeah. along with a couple of others co-founded the American dietetic Association and that's right. how uh, the 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 position of the dietitians uh, it was a very big and significant influence in terms of the position of dietitians towards what to 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 advocate publicly because the the mere fact that Lena Cooper was an avid adventist it it it, it was a significant influence towards how the guidelines came to be uh, especially on the side of the, the dietitians right uh, yeah
0: right i um i try every day you know i have like this little formula of the posts on unlearn rethink and at two o'clock every day, I post a different, um, it's just a graphic that highlights a different medical professional or expert with a quote and then a link to their social media or their website or their book or their video, their video lecture or what have you. And whenever the subject of, of history comes up, um, Belinda, uh, Fetky and uh, Nina Tyscholdz are the are the two best. See, they they both seem to be the two best sources of for for that kind of. It's it's like investigative reporting, you know. It's like they're they're like the the sixty minutes for food, <laughs> and I love them. I love them both. And Belinda is, is brilliant with with some of her presentations and Gary, obviously is, you know, as well. Um, but, um, I always, maybe four times a year, I always feature Belinda and Tina Tyshulz, Belinda Fedke, Gary Fedke, obviously, of course. And, um, But there's a lot we can learn from history, you know, it's like when you, when you learn how the origins of something was corrupt and, you know, that you got to always be aware and not just accept, um, you know, accept the validity of anybody with alphabet soup behind their name, you know. Because you know they're just teaching you what they learned. They might not have learned. You want to learn it. You you want to learn it yourself. You know. You want to understand why you're eating the way you're eating. That makes making a menu so much easier. Now I was just gonna say I I don't mind being a rebel. You know I. I just, I'm always in search for truth. I, I, there was a time where, you know, I, if I'm presented with new evidence of something, I, I can change my mind. I, you can't, you've got to think scientifically. I mean, there was, there was the longest time on my journey where I thought the ketogenic diet was all about, you know, I had to have a certain amount of fat a certain amount of protein, a certain amount, you know what I mean? And now, over the last, I don't know, five or six years, I started to understand the importance of protein and that that was what I should be focusing on. Just don't fear the fats. But I don't have to, you know, a a therapeutic ketogenic diet, really, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're an epileptic, then you want to do the old school 70% fat ketogenic diet because that's what works for them. But when you're just you just trying to lose weight, I just realized that I could even simplify that. You know, by teaching animal-based protein really makes your life simple. And and you don't have to count things and you know, but you always got to have an open mind because if I see a new like, I love reading those studies that change all the time. You know, like new studies out that says coffee is good for you, and then then six months later, a new study came out and coffee's bad for you. I want to read both of those and I want to understand their angle or whatever. You know, erythritol. Good or bad, you know, It'll, it changes all the time. Should I eat egg? Should I not eat egg? Of course, you should eat egg. But anyway, it's it's ever changing, and and whenever, oh, it, and you know what, my my favorite thing <laughs> that gets me riled up inevitably, and you watch, this is only October, but in December, you know. All the news organizations do their top 10 lists. Well, somebody on your local news is going to do the top 10 diets. And, you know, the the ones that we understand to be the most therapeutic either won't be listed or they'll be listed as, as the worst. Because every year, you know, keto has become a cuss word for some reason. And because I don't know from overuse or the food industry likes to throw that on a label or whatever but they always do that and it's always just makes me laugh because it'll be you know it'll be some some ridiculous outcome and that but but it's presented to people like it's a fact and that When it comes to science or stuff like that, don't present it like a fact, if it's not a fact. It it just makes me sad because there's a lot of people like my own mother, my own brother, that, oh, if they heard it on the news, it must be true, you know, that's the way they think. And oh, that makes me sad when, you know, harmful misinformation is presented like it's a fact you
1: know yeah, i i agree with you on that um the, the the in in my own case the way i explain it to my patients uh a low low carbohydrate uh nutrition science exists in a spectrum so it's like the one uh, probably in the lowest end of the spectrum would, would be the, as you said, the ketogenic level of very low carbohydrate, and then probably the carnivore uh, level of uh, almost zero carb- carbohydrate, because even the carnivores at times get carbohydrates in the form of glycogen, right? Right. And if they eat uh, liver or perhaps some some seafoods like uh, oysters, for example. Right. So, but, but the thing is, it exists in a, in a spectrum so when 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 you say you're doing low carbohydrate kind of eating, it can even be as simple as cutting off all the sugars in your food like the soft drinks the 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 fruit juices oh yes. <laughs> amazing. that's funny because fruit juice is is branded and marketed as a healthy option right oh yeah so yeah so so it exists in that spectrum and in my own practice and in my patients, I, I see already significant improvement, especially in those with with metabolic syndrome, for example, or in those who are already morbidly obese, like obese class two, class three, even the mere act of, of, of uh, little by little, uh, for example, stopping Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola and all that uh, soda, that, uh, soft drinks, Already does wonders, but, but then when it's it's really uh, as I I'd say reversal of metabolic syndrome, then I have to tell them you have to slowly go beyond that and and really cut off significantly uh, the refine all the other refined carbohydrates in
0: the diet. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it, and it's so sad that it's just so common, and that the bad foods that are bad for you are so cheap. You know, you go to the grocery store, you know, it's uh-huh. hyper palatable, so. you know, it's it is junk food is delicious. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's it's. You know, it's very psychological to it, a, a aspect to it, you know, it really is, because Everybody has their own little personal version of comfort food, and it's usually junk. Usually. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, but if you try and, and you want to lose weight and you want to reverse your diabetes, you can find a place in your brain and in your emotions to where a delicious ribeye is a comfort food. It's delicious. It really is. It's my comfort food. It didn't used to be. I used to, my comfort food used to be pizza, but I haven't had a pizza in, you know, more than a decade. So,
1: yeah, and pizza would be more addictive. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I was, I was addicted. I was that weirdo that would get a whole pizza and eat the whole thing himself.
1: Yeah, and amazingly, even if you're eating ribeye steak, for example.
0: Yeah, it's a,
1: it's one of the more palatable food out there, but it's not
0: really as addictive yeah. as eating yeah. carbohydrates. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> doggone it, I'm going to eat this ribeye steak, and I'm probably not going to be hungry for the rest of the day. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no, I've been satiated!
1: What am I going to do? <laughs> so, uh, Tim, uh, what what advice can can you give, uh, let's say, your fellow nutritionists, your fellow dietitians, as yeah, well but- as pre- perhaps other health professionals out there who are, let's say, still in the deep, uh, deep in their slumber under? Under the bias, the, the, I'd say false propaganda of the mainstream health institutions, perhaps that are that are that they are painting against the low-carbohydrate, uh, healthy fats options in terms of well as uh, dietary and nutrition choices. If I,
0: if I had to sum it up, prioritize finding reliable sources because when you find, you, when you find mentors and that you respect, you know, continue to use them as a reliable source. But bottom line is never stop learning. Just always, and, and, and be discerning about it. Because, you know, even I can try to do a deep dive on a topic and then end up reading something that I know is wrong because I don't trust the source. I don't know that it's reliable. I mean, just never stop learning. Don't think just because you graduated with your degree and you've got your pretty white coat on that you know everything now. You need to keep learning and you never stop. It's never going to end. You're never going to be just so knowledgeable that You don't need to learn anything because we're always in the world of science. We're always making new discoveries and there's new studies and there's new this and new that new foods, new stimulus in different ways that, you know, just, just most recently in the low carb community, there's been a big focus on how your diet affects mental disorders, you know, depression and, ADHD and five, six years ago, nobody was saying that. But now there's actually evidence of it. You know, there's people reversing, you know, I'm not saying it's. bipolar disorder, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just dependency. Yeah. yeah. Depression. Depression. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it, you, you're never done. Just be always be learned and wanted wanting to learn more because I tell you what, it will pay off because, you know, even in the early part of my journey, I was rigid and thinking about a lot of things that didn't matter. But as you learn more, you learn how to prioritize things better and you can be most more effective for yourself and more effective, effective. Towards your, you know, with your, when you're counseling your family or your friends, just never relent on learning new things. Don't immediately think, oh, that's crazy. I don't believe it. Just look into it. And maybe it is crazy and you shouldn't believe it. But, you know, never stop learning. That's, that's the most important thing in my, in my book. Uh huh. And you mentioned
1: mental health and low-carbohydrate nutrition. I think I, I may add to that uh, among the, mo- the most uh, notable, uh, let's say, expert sources of that for now would be Dr.
0: Georgia Ede and... Oh, yes. Yeah. Love Harvard. her. Yeah. Have you heard Diagnostic not Diagnosis Diet. I love her. Diet, yeah. Yeah. And uh, new, that new book, uh, Brain Energy by uh, Chris Palmer.
1: Chris, yeah, Chris yes,
0: Palmer. He, I haven't read yeah. it yet, but I, it's on my Christmas list. Santa's going to bring me that book. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. I've uh, been uh, following Georgia Eads forever. She's brilliant. I love her. Yeah, and then
1: uh, the thing is, uh, some colleagues of mine, I heard like, uh, "Who in the world are they?" They're asking me, that, and I'm telling, I, I, I tell them, you go look them up, and you can Google them, you know. Yep. So it's like they're they're they're. It's like like it's it's not like they're nobody, <laughs> right? I mean, they are trained in Harvard, you know, for God's sake, right? So so they know what they're talking about, and they're presenting all this those uh, evidence based uh, data and studies that yes. they they themselves have been instrumental in coming up with.
0: So yeah, it's funny. It's, because, fun- yeah. it's yeah. funny that you mention uh, Georgia Eid because when um. When I was doing one of my internships before, I uh, I passed my board exams. Um, my preceptor challenged us all to find a, find a, a documentation on a on a study or something that we're passionate about to share it with, you know, essentially the class or whatever. And I uh, I can't even remember what the topic was, but it was an article that was written by Georgia Ede in psychology today. It, you know, that magazine that, you know, is now a, just, it, it's an iconic publication that's been around since 1967. And the only reason I remember that is because that's the year I was born. <laughs> but, but anyway, when I did my presentation and I, I was reprimanded by my preceptor, he says, I didn't mean for you to read somebody's blog. And I'm like, what? This is okay. First of all, Georgia Ede is 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 a is a scientist, and she's a doctor of psychology. And Psychology Psychiatry. Today is a publication that's been around longer than you, my friend. So don't you dare call that a blog. Psychology today is not a blog. <laughs> and I I got furious that that I was, you know, he was thinking that I was cherry picking information because I was quoting Dr. Eads, who who he doesn't never heard he's never heard of, but you know, they don't just publish anybody in psychology today. I mean I I don't know, I just Oh, that was just one of the one of the many times that I got frustrated with people's closed mindedness. You know, I don't know why I decided to take this topic on that term, but it just reminded me of a story that was most frustrating. Is there anything else,
1: Tim, that you might want to to state uh, to our audience? that uh, I perhaps forgot to ask you or probably we covered a lot of things with you.
0: Well, I, I think we've covered it all. Um, if you're interested in what you've heard from me, I mean, feel free to uh, find find my platforms on Facebook, Unlearn Rethink, as he's mentioned several times. And um, But the most exciting thing about that is the interactive Facebook group. You know, that's where you can ask questions, get reliable answers and read about things that I consider to be reliable from reliable sources. And it's a nice way to jumpstart that whole never stop learning and do your own research when you can just expose yourself to different resources and you decide for yourself if you trust them and, and, you know. but I can promise you this that a lot of them you can apply them to your life and you can see a difference so you're all welcome to join me it's you know I don't interact a lot other than that I post in there and and there's a lot of learned smart people in there that will answer all your questions and you know it's just a way to get started You know what I mean? Like your doctor gives you a diagnosis of this, that, and the other, go learn about it. You know, it's got a search engine feature. Just say, okay, I have high LDL cholesterol and my doctor wants me to go on a statin. Uh, There's a little search button up there, put in LDL cholesterol, and then just read all the different articles about LDL cholesterol and make yourself more knowledgeable because you're, you know, a lot of times your doctor is just going to assume that you don't know nothing. So make yourself knowledgeable about it. It's your health and it's your life or your husband's or your wives or your daughters or etc, etc. So just if not, if not my group, you know, there's other ones. I, I think in England, there's a ketogenic uh, generation um, in Australia there's oh I forget what they're called. <laughs> but anyway. Just never stop learning and and you're and you're welcome to to come and, and share my information from Unlearn Rethink and ask me questions and and whatnot. And something's Okay, <laughs> <All right>,
1: that's, <laughs> that's that's right.
0: it. That's it.
1: Yeah. And uh, last thing then, aside from your Facebook platforms, you have a website that you might want to share too.
0: Yes. Audience. I, yes, I also have unlearnrethink.com with a dash, unlearn-rethink.com and uh, unlearn-rethink-interactive, um, that, that's right. And um, there's some exciting announcements that are gonna be coming up in the new year. I'm working with a company called um, HealthQuest Global, and uh, they have a website that hasn't gone live yet. But there is, you can, you can look at it. HealthQuest Go, HealthQuestGlobal.com, um, and you can see uh, all the all the uh, doctors that and. And um, people that are involved with it, it's gonna, it's gonna be exciting. But we just, we're still getting funding, so we don't know when it's gonna go live. It's, it's kind of mm. a international thing, so it's, it's a huge undertaking, and um, but exciting, exciting um, for for those around the world without uh, health insurance. Anyway. It's exciting indeed. Yes. So so keep your eye so out for I'll, that and, and maybe when it does go live, you know, I'll have some really exciting news to tell you about one can help. Yeah. If you're
1: watching, and I'm talking to the audience, if you're if you're watching this uh podcast now, you can click this link here. Oh okay. Uh, this would be Tim's uh pl- platform and learn rethink. Well, thank you so, again Any last words, Tim, to our audience listening right now
0: just thank just thank you for the opportunity and you'll be seeing a lot of me in the new year because that's it's my new thing. I'm going public, I'm bringing it to the world right. all right well, you have a wonderful day sir, and I've enjoyed this very You too much.
1: okay, thank you very much, Tim, for your time and see you around again you know it. Keep next in touch time.